JD Talking Sports. It is Wednesday, August 23rd, 2017. I just watched The Zookeeper's Wife, Jessica Chastain. I'll tell you, being a Jew and watching that, I watched it with my mother. <laughs> That's a tough movie to sit through. She is a phenomenal actress, and there was a guy in it. Sorry, I think you gotta go. There was a guy in it. The, the male, well, there's always a guy, he always plays creepy. Uh, Daniel Brühl. Brühl? And I'm, uh, but uh, Johan uh, Heldenberg played her husband. What a story. If you don't know about it, it I, I never read the book, but uh, this couple at a uh, zoo in Warsaw, and they, that was when the, you know, the Nazis came in and they actually helped some of them get out, you know, hidden, helped them get out of Warsaw, which I was, you know, it was based on a true story and it was directed by a woman, uh, what was her name? Nico. Nico Carl. Uh, yeah, I I was I, a movie I would never see in a million freaking years, and I end up seeing it. Yeah, I highly recommend it. If you haven't had a chance to see it, highly, highly, highly recommend it. Yeah, makes me want to go back to Israel again. I haven't been there in a long time. I haven't been there since '87. We went for my parents' 25th wedding anniversary. That's a wow, that's a long time ago. And my mom was like, we like, hey, we should want, we were going to watch, start watching Game to Throne. I was like, it's 73 episodes. We're going to watch Fargo. And then we found this movie. She wanted to watch it. I really didn't want to watch it. So I'm watching it with her. And I was, I was sucked in. And, and t- I'm going to watch Alien Covenant tonight. I'm very excited. I hate those kind of movies, but I kind of want to watch it because I like, I want to see Danny McBride in a serious movie <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, I'm going to watch that. But you know what? I got to talk off. I don't know if any of you remember Harvey Haddock's back in 59 through 12 perfect innings and then lost in the 13th. Well, tonight, Rich Hill had a perfect game in the ninth. Uh, error in the ninth, took away his perfect game, has a no-header through nine, and loses on a walk-off home run. How about that? That's a shitty night. To go nine innings, basically, I mean, you give, take away the perfect game because it was an error. So really, you know, it wasn't like he gave up a walk or anything, and he loses on a walk-off home run in the 10th. That's a hard luck loser. But it made me think of Harvey Haddix, who probably never heard of. I read a, read a story about him when I was a kid. And the minute I heard about Rich Hill, I said, i got to talk about Harvey Haddix, which I did. And I have to talk about this whole thing with the ESPN. Uh, John Skipper, the chief of ESPN, defended the sports uh, decision for Robert Lee not to call the game at... Uh, Robert Lee couldn't call the game because they were concerned about his safety. September 2nd, opening game. The same as the Confederate general. He was, he was, the goal was to avoid the possibility of Lee facing social media hectoring. Who gives a shit? He's an adult hectoring. He also reinforced that Lee was given the choice of assignments and he opted to switch to a different game and Skipper blasted the motivation of those spread word of those spread word of Lee's assignment shift earlier this week. You know, given the amount of media attention being generated by one of the countless routine decisions our local production teams make every day, I want to make sure you have the facts. There was never any concern by anyone at any level that Robert Lee's name would offend anyone watching the Charlottesville game. You know, I, I, it, it just doesn't look good. It, it just looks stupid. You know, we collectively collectively made the decision with Robert to switch games to tragic events in Charlotte. Who cares? You know what? That's why when I say we're a wimpy freaking country, I mean, come on. We can all deal with this shit. And it looks stupid. And I know people had initial reactions. He decided to change too. Listen, 
people have bad names. There's a guy named Charles Manson. Some people have the names of serial killers and all that stuff. And, you know, it's the name you have. I, I just think executives were concerned about Robert Lee was Asian America being becoming the butt of painful jokes and hurtful internet memes. But, yeah, of course. Yeah, many accusing ESPN of being overly sensitive and condescending in the expectation of a negative reaction. Exactly. Oh, please. It's a shame that this is even a topic, Skipper said, it's, it's a shame that even that this is even a topic of conversation and we regret that who calls play-by-play for a football game has become an issue. Well, you guys made it to something. A whole Messerschmitt, right? Yeah, big time. How about, and Gary Sanchez and the Yankees went 10 to 10th home run of the month. Seven of his last 10 hits have been a home run. And I saw a stat today that Jacoby Ellsbury had his first hit since August 16th. The man who's, I think they sold on, what, about $40, $50 million? Love Jacoby Ellsbury. He is a succubus. Yankees won 10-2, They play tomorrow afternoon, One ten. Mets, I wanted to go to their plane at 12, but I have a doctor's appointment for this goddamn elbow. So I can't go to that game. I really wanted to go to that game, but I can't. I just can't. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't happen. So it's not happening. Oh, and I love this uh, from yesterday. John uh, John Jones had a tweet, an old tweet. Uh, Daniel says the only reason I defeated him the first time is because I must have been on steroids. I wonder what his excuse will be this time, actually. You were on steroids this time. But I thought that was an interesting tweet he had. David Wright, you know, he went 0 for, as I said, 0 for 4 with uh, 2Ks in his first rehab game, but they're hoping he can get at least pinch it by the end of the season. That'd be nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm still shocked about John Jones. I, re- I really am. I'm just like, you know what? En- enough already. Uh, I'm, ju- I'm just disgusted. You know, I mean, they said that, Dana White said they'll do a 30, 30, 30 for 30 on him. And. I'm trying, I, want to, I want to make sure I have the right name. This guy wrote the book, which is the story, the, the, the words and whatever, not the, not the music, the book for, among other, Hairspray. Um, Annie, which he didn't think would be anything because he read the, uh, the Orphan Annie comics and he said, oh, I don't think this could be anything. We can make anything out of this. And it ends up, yeah. Thomas Meehan. So Thomas Meehan won a Tony, also won a Tony for Annie Hairspray and the Producers. I read his obituary and he had something interesting. You know, is, is, she said uh, he was astounded. Her, his wife Carolyn Meehan said he was astounded by his success, especially with Annie. After the Tony Awards, she said the trophy was taken away so that it could be engraved. When he picked his up later, he took it to Sardi's restaurant and just sat there with it, still in its brown paper wrapper on the bar to be able to be sitting at Sardi's with a Tony and a brown paper wrapper was just amazing to him I just I don't know why I just like that I just thought that was like hey yeah they're saying John Jones gonna not fight for a long 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 time now judge of the night off tonight but last night he had a single and three base on ball so thank god that 37 game major league record strikeout streak is over and they won hey Yankees 11 over 23 runs in two games. Sanchez, three home runs in the last two games. 
Mets lost last night, eight and nine, and then Conforto comes back. You had a wrist, sore wrist, didn't mean shit. And I love what Cormier said, released a statement filing John Jones positive PED test. I can't believe we're going through this again. Mr. Cormier, believe anything. And how about Albert Pujols passes Sammy Sosa for most home runs in Major League Baseball history by a foreign-born player, 610. Mr. Pujols, I commend you. That was last night. I was like, God damn, God damn, God damn. And I, you know, you know, I talked yesterday about the AP of their uh, preseason All-America team. That's the first time they've ever done it. They always do it at the end of the season, never before. So the first AP preseason All-American team. I like that. Makes these guys stress and everything, and that's good. Now, the AP All-America team is the longest-running annual honor roll of the nation's top college football players dating to 1925. As I said, it's usually released after the season. But, hey, let's go crazy. Lamar Jackson made second-team quarterback. Pretty cool, right? Lamar Jackson. I love watching him play. And seven ACC players, then five SEC, four Big Ten, four Pac-12, three Big 12, one American Conference, and one Independent. That's on the first team breakdown. Seven ACC players. It's nice. I like that. Bo Scarborough made second team. I love Bo. I'll tell you, if if he he got hurt actually in the in the championship game, I think they would have won the game. He was on. They couldn't stop him first half. And Nick Chubb, senior Georgia, who had a severe knee injury two years ago, you like seeing these guys coming back. And Matt Forte says there's no doubt he won't be back ready to play season opener against Buffalo. He's been silent since July 31st with a hamstring injury. He'd like to play Saturday night against the Giants in the Snoopy Bowl, but we'll see. They're saying that OBJ might not be ready for opening game against Dallas. We shall see. Yeah. Robert Lee. <laughs> Ridiculous. Now, he's, they said he picked it, but we shall see. They were going to play, uh, UVA was playing College of William & Mary. And it's interesting, Mr. Lee, whose full-time job is, a, is as, as a payroll services company in Albany, he started announcing games for ESPN and, and its other networks last fall, according to his LinkedIn page. Past 17 years, he's also announced men's basketball games for Siena College in Albany. Graduated from Syracuse with, in, uh, 90, in 99, way after me, with a degree in broadcast journalism. All right, I like that. And Eric Smith on Eric at Race Review said, if this society can't tell the difference from Robert E. Lee from 150 plus years ago to an Asian sportscaster, Robert Lee, we are in trouble. And generally, this guy from wrote, if an athlete's name is Robert Lee, are you going to not show their game? Yeah, I'm telling you, man, we become wimps. We can't say this. We can't say this. Okay. And I have a trivia question for the future, but how many knockouts does Floyd Mayweather have since 2008? One. 10-0 in that span. The only knockout is quotations. Victor Ortiz headbutted him, and he immediately hugged Mayweather and pecked him on the cheek in apology. But the ref uh, was Joe Cortez, and he deducted a point that he ordered the fight to resume. And then Ortiz proceeded going for another hug. Mayweather socked him. And knocked him out. And, you know, he got criticized for poor sportsmanship. He was booed by the crowd. But, hey, it's one boxing's most repeated rules. Protect yourself at all times. 
How about that, huh? That was the last knockout he had. So you really, you know, that's what they say, knockout with an asterisk. Crazy, right? I remember that. And then I read about over in the EPL English Premier League at Manchester, is it Manchester City? I think it's Manchester City. They have like a, like what the Cowboys did, and they actually went to watch Dallas Cowboys Stadium. So the play, the, the, these people in these seats are buco bucks. I forget, was it $19,000 for the season? Something astronomical. That they can see through a glass partition when the f- players are coming on the pitch, and then they can actually see one an interview before anybody else can see it. It's just, you know, and the people are saying how, you know, like it is. It's all corporate. Like Yankee Stadium, all the lower seats, it's all corporate. And they've pushed out the fans. Same thing over in the EPL. You know, it's ridiculous. But th- th- interesting what I read about it. Clubs want their fans to feel they are part of the experience, that they have not bought a material good, a ticket, a passive role, but an active dynamic part in the drama too. Okay. Yeah, Manchester City's Tunnel Club. Uh, the Spurs are going to do it too. Fans don't want to just sit and watch a game. They want to feel part of an event. They don't want to consume content, but to create it too. They don't want to just be closer to players, but to be able to feel what it's like to be the players. Pretty cool, right? It, and you know, the appeal of the Tunnel Club is not that it's an aquarium. It instead offers a chance to know what how it is for the fish. I thought that was an interesting analogy. Yeah. You're part of the action. You see what the players see. You feel what the players feel. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I guess, you know, if I have the money, I would do it. And they found that the experiential purchases are more gratifying on average than material purchases. In other words, doing doing rather than buying things makes you happier. I agree. I think, I think hey, if I could, yeah, Rory Smith wrote an article in the... In the New York Times yesterday, yeah. The fans in the new tunnel club at Manchester City. It looks pretty cool, man. Like you can see the glass partition and everything. Pretty cool. And John Jones had a statement. We are all we all we are all at a complete loss for words right now. John, his trainers, his nutritionists, and his entire camp have worked tirelessly and meticulously the past twelve months to avoid this exact situation. Bullshit. We are having the samples tested again to determine the validity or source of contamination. Bullshit. John is crushed by this news. Of course he is. And we are doing whatever we can as a team, Crimea River, Justin Timberlake, to support him. Yeah. Dude, I'm just, it's, Dana White's called the news unbelievable. It might be the end of his career. So to talk about his legacy is probably the end of his career. If he's suspended two or three years, career's done. crazy we'll see uh, you know now they, John jo- he's entitled to um, due process we have to see and David Price played his first game since May 27 2016 at Class A St. Lucie batting third as a DH in the lineup as a DH in the lineup that include Tim Tebow Tim Tebow he's missed 249 regular season games during the previous two years Unbelievable. He made his Mets debut in 2004. It's 21, and his 1,777 hits are a team record. I didn't know that. 
So that's the Mets record. Well, well, Jeter is the first Yankee with 3,000 most hits as a, as a Yankee. First 3,000. So, I mean, hey, you know, and I did a trivia question. Mets have never had a 50 home run season. 41's the record by Hunley and Carlos Beltran. See, I remember, I remember the questions I do. And then Matt Harvey, been on the table since June 15th, threw 54 pitches in three innings Monday night at Class AA Binghamton. They're projecting early September is when they can expect Harvey to be back on the mound for the Mets. He's uh, Coach uh, Manager Terry Collins says, I'd like to get him to 80, 85 pitches, then I think he's ready. I guess we'll see. And Thor will throw a batting practice on today, actually, and Familia pitched one for Class A Brooklyn as he continued his rehab assignment. So they'll all be back, and the Mets are, what, 14 games under 500? And Stephen Matz had season-ending surgery to reposition the ulnar nerve in his left elbow, which they said has helped pitchers in the past, so it might actually come back. And, you know, I, I, like, I like Matz to come back. Local guy, you want to see him do well. And Colin says... Uh, we can use him for sure. You know, just to, th- to think this guy's back in the field and he's possibly going to get to put this uniform on again and step in the batter's box City field. That's a pretty cool thought. We can sure use him for sure. And Mets won. Hey, Flexen. Another win for Mr. Flexen. Conforto, two RBIs. Michael Conforto, man. Got sent down last year and this year. Phew, just getting it done. Getting it done. Then they were talking about Tanaka I was reading about. He's due $22 million in each of the next two seasons at 23 in 2020, the last year of his contract. And it's a pretty, uh, not a great free agent class. You got Jake Arrieta and you, Darvish. Now, Sabathia is at 37, making $25 million this year. And uh, he's only he's got 10 wins this year, which is the most he has posted since 2013. You got Rodriguez making $21 million as the advisor to Hal Steinbrenner. After his release last August. Now, last two times, you know, Rodriguez opted out and Sabathia. And they got longer, richer deals. And both of them were like an albatross. <laughs> yeah. $25 million a lot. For, for Yeah. Unbelievable. And Sanchez yesterday hit a 493-foot home run. It was... The second longest judge at a 495-foot home run against Baltimore on June 11th. And judge entered Tuesday batting 169. But hey, but he he went out in the seventh and Ellsbury came in for him. So that's good. And Girardi said, good to get the streak over here so he doesn't have to talk about it. Thank God. Yeah, get that shit over with. Let's move on. Yankees 11 games over 500. And they asked, uh, Tanaka asked if the final eight starts might determine whether he opts out of his contract or not. Tanaka said, no thoughts about that at all through an interpreter. Of course not. Do what you have to do, buddy. And how about this? First game of the season, opening day, October 17th, 8 o'clock. Celtics and Cavaliers are going to face each other in Cleveland. Not too shabby, right? Kyrie Irving has three years, 60.3 million left which includes a player option for the final season. We'll see how that turns out. Actually, they tried to 
tried to offer Clay Tom- they tried to get Clay Thompson for Kyrie Irving, and I was like, no way, Golden State's going to trade that. No way. And my buddy uh, Ben had some thoughts on the trade, and I wanted to talk about it. This is what he said to me. Okay, so he said, I think Boston has decided they want to be good enough to compete for the next two years in case they get lucky, but are really focusing on three-plus years from now after Golden State declines. He thinks that Crowder and Thomas are both pretty expendable, and it's not crazy to think that Irving could be worth them and the pick. You know, it might be... A, and, uh, and he said Irving is in that sweet spot for point guards where he is experienced, but has seven-ish more years, he said, about of being athletic enough to be elite. He said there aren't any other elite point guards who are available and the right edge, so they might have decided an overpay was worth it. And he said... Uh, Crowder was actually blocking Tatum and Brown, who need to another. He said they need another year or two to get quality minutes in order to be good enough to help win a championship. And he goes, not giving the young guys enough time to play would have been very costly long term. I agree with him. And he feels if Stevens, who he loves, he puts Stevens uh, only behind Popovich as in coaches of the NBA. He says if Stevens can get Irving to play defense and the young guys actually develop, then this could be the best team in the league by a fair margin in three years. They also still have plenty of assets, like the Lakers-Kings pick to use to acquire more talent. He said, I love this trade for Cleveland, but I think it's defensible for Boston. So we had talked about it, but I felt that I felt, I felt that he gave a very eloquent ideas of what he liked about it, and I wanted to give Bennett props for that. And my buddy Ben is a huge basketball fan, and I said, you know what, let's give him props, let him talk about the stuff he wants to talk about. And that's what I wanted to talk about. So it's out there, I've said it, Boom. And actually, a couple players wanted to keep him on the Cavs because they felt that they could get another run at the title. And then you got you got Thomas, career high, t- almost t- 28.9, 5.9 assists, 46 from the field before hip injury. You got Crowder, 13.9 last season. And Zizic is a highly regarded prospect from Europe. So we'll see. We'll see. And also, high, guess who the highest paid, highest paid actor was last year? Marky Mark, $68 million. Dwayne Johnson fell to second for $65 million. Vin Diesel was third of $54.5 million. And each of the 14 top-earning male stars made more last year than the top-earning female actor. Emma Stone, which she made $26 million and won an Oscar. All right, what do I know? And Netflix said its audience fell about 10% during Monday's eclipse. Okay, good for them. Well played, Boone. Yeah. Okay. I love what Trump said. I'm building a border wall even if we have to close down our government. Thank you, Mr. President. I think that's a wonderful idea. Oh, and the... the uh, <laughs> it's just when I read that, I was like, you know what? Just shut the fuck up, dude. These teams face off... Think about this. First game, Boston and Cleveland, 8 p.m. TNT, October 17th. Can't wait. Can you? I can wait. And they were talking how they said the best thing would be for Carmelo to go to uh, Charlotte. They get a draft pick, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, and I forget who else they said should put include. But I love, I think Michael Kidd-Gilchrist just fills up a box sheet. And he's young, plays hard, athletic, good guy. I, w- I would do it. Now, I, I thought this was interesting. No pitcher in the game takes longer than the 28 seconds Yankees pitcher Sonny Gray does between pitches. He said he's always worked slow. 28 seconds. He goes, it's second nature. I'm not out there taking time because I'm contemplating and confused. That's just my personality on the mound. Dude, 28 seconds between pitches is way too much fucking time. 
and Giants man, Paul Perkins, 11 rushing attempts in the two preseason losses and 13 yards. That's 1.1 yards a carry. And last year, Giants were 29th, averaging, and I like this word, anemic 3.5 yards per carry. And they've been actually worse so far this preseason, gaining just 138 yards over the first two games. Yeah, I didn't think they were on the ball at all. Ish. Not good. Not good. I, I, I th- offense looks terrible. He praised the play of the Browns of backup center Brett Jones and backup DJ Fluker and did not dismiss a possible lineup change. He said they haven't lost confidence in John Jarrett or anybody in the offensive line for that matter. And Perkins has 11 runs from scrimmage in the first two games. And he does not have successive, Perkins doesn't have successive positive yard rushes. His best run, seven yards against the Steelers, was followed by his worst, minus four. And against the Browns, he had 16 yards, was followed by a run for no gain and a run for a loss of four yards. He's, uh, McAdoo says our pass production is making progress. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll see. LeBron has looked obsessed, they said, in recent workouts. Good for him. You know, he's fighting Father Time. Father Time usually always wins. And Wayne Rooney retires from international football as England's re- record goal scorer. Good for you, Mr. Rooney. Yeah, Dana White, he'll be a great 30 for 30 someday. I guess we'll see with John Jones, if that's the case. Holly Holmes says she's open to fighting Chris Cyborg, Justino in December. I'd like to see that fight. I'd see that. Holly Holm, love to see it. Why not? And Lane Kiffin denies using Art Bryles as an FAU consultant. He has never been a practice or spoken to our team. But his son's working with the team. And Snapchat's going to go into scripted TV content to phones this year? More, more, hey. Connor tells Floyd to shut the, f- shut his fucking mouth over weight claims. He knows nothing, fool of a thing. And Bill Payne, who allowed women into Augusta National, is going to step down after 11 years. Good luck in retirement. Yeah. Unbelievable. We shall see. And, you know, uh, Darren Woodson brought up a good point with the, the play on Monday night OBJ, where OBJ hurt his ankle. He goes, this is, he said, here's the, way the foo- the football, here's the way football's going. People want defensive players to have a reverse button so they can go back and take the vicious hits away. That's just not football. With slow motion and all the cameras, every play, every tackle is broken down and looked at so closely. Football's a fast game. I watched that play and I said, that's a tackle, that's football. I hate listening to people automatically assume the worst about a player who did nothing illegal and is simply playing the game the way he's taught. Amen. Amen. Yeah, you can't. I mean, what that? What are you gonna do? What do you? I mean, what are you gonna do? Unbelievable. And with all the protesting, you know what? Chris Long said it best. You know. We cannot be in the shoes of their families. You know, I, I, I'm not an African-American person. Listen, they should be free to express their opinion, opinions the way they wish. It's a free country. And I think a lot of teammates are going to support their teammates. 
We shall see. And the Giants. Look, look, Eric Flowers. They have two first-round draft choices online with Eric Flowers and Justin Pugh. And they should be playing better right now than they are. I, I think Eric Flowers is going to have a better year. I really do. I think he's going to have a big, big, big year. I do. I want to see this movie Chuck about uh, the Bayonne Bleeder. Lee Schreiber went 15 rounds in the league. How about this? Consecutive no-hitters in the Little League World Series by the Greenville North Carolina team. The first U.S. club to do so in the event 71 years. The North State All-Stars also threw just the fifth perfect game ever, beating South Dakota 6-0 last Friday. And, you know, last week Minnesota beat the Fever 111-52. Well, they also won in a 37-0 run. First in the first half, the most in league history. And Aaron Judge is actually tied for the record with most consecutive games of strikeouts set by Bill uh, Stoneman in 71-72. So he's tied. And they say, sign of the apocalypse in Sport Illustrated. The Falcons New Stadium houses a Chick-fil-A, a restaurant chain that is closed on Sundays. Yeah, they're very religious and they're also very anti-gay. And uh, I have, I, it is good chicken, but I'm not, I don't eat there. I think it's ridiculous. You know, they're, Freaking, hey, they're entitled. It's free country, but I don't have to eat their food then. They don't want to support people, then they stay out of it. Also, Devante, Devonta Freeman, concussion out Saturday versus Cardinals, going through final stages of protocol. The highest paid running back right now. Multiple Cavs wanted Kyrie to stay to get another shot at the title. And Orioles closer Zach Britton, AL record for consecutive saves, ends at 60 after A's tie game in the ninth, and the Orioles win it in the tenth. Yeah, seven of his last hits for seven of his last hits for Sanchez are home runs. Sorry about the faux pas there, folks. Yeah, money belt from Mayweather McGregor winner contains three thousand three hundred sixty diamonds made of crocodile skin. That's when you have too much fuck you money, right? A little disgusting, right? And the Liberty won seventy one fifty over the Fever. Sugar Rogers sixteen point seven rebounds, one assist. They've won six in a row. They're 18 and 12. Nice to go in that way. Dana White confident Connor will beat Floyd Mayweather. Connor is going to hunt him down. Okay. We shall see, Mr. White. We shall see. Hunt him down. That's that's the word. You hunt him down. He's going to hunt him down. Yeah. Okay. If you say so. You speak. You speak. Yeah, the error was by Logan Foresight for Rich Hill that he lost his uh, perfect game, ninth inning. Didn't matter, there was 0-0. And the Joker and Harley Quinn are going to get their own spinoff movies. So Jared Leto is going to play the Joker in his own spinoff movie. Because we need more movies about superheroes or comic book characters. Sugar Rogers scored all 16 of her points in the first half. Rodgers only attempted one shot in the second half, played just 20 minutes. Tina Charles, 13 points, 9 rebounds. Bria Hartley at 12 points. And Epiphany Price, I love her name, 11. Fever, 9-22, lost 5 straight. Fever so bad 
that they granted an emergency hardship exemption to fill the roster at Brianna Brianne January became the third fever guard with a season ending injury. Newly signed rookie Jenny Sims played thirteen minutes, scoreless minutes. That's your never tough year. Lost three starters. Oof. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Harvey Haddocks. Damn. I remember reading that story. 13 innings pitched, one hit, one run, no no earned runs, 8Ks. And they said his post-game well, it was Mark Walt. We were just trying to win the game. They said rumor has it after he left the ballpark, he spent hours wandering the streets of Milwaukee by himself. Now they and back in '91, they the committee for statistical accuracy in baseball announced that a no hitter would be defined redefined as a game in which a pitcher or pitchers complete a game of nine innings or more without allowing a hit. Meaning Haddock's his gem no longer qualified. When he was made aware that one of the greatest games ever pitched no longer had a place in the records, his response was simple: "It's okay. I know what I did." Amen to that. I know what I did. Josh Harrison, walk-off home run. That's the end of that. Severino now 11-5. and five. Nice going. Gotta love it. Yeah, you should see the zookeeper's wife. It's really good. Mike Trout's 338 batting average this year in August with seven home runs, and the season is over. Doesn't mean shit. 68-57. and 57. Yankees tomorrow. Who's pitching tomorrow for the Yankees? Tomorrow is Jaime Garcia. First, Michael Fomer at 110. And the Mets are playing. Mets are playing at 12, 12-10. It's going to be Robbie Ray versus Rafael Montero, 2-8 with a 5.47 ERA. And the Mets are 55. And, oh, man. Oof. Ugly. Ugly, 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 ugly. All right. I'm rambling. Now, trivia question. Let's go do some trivia questions. Okay. Last show. What NBA team started... Okay. Oh, youngest... I'm sorry. Youngest MLB player. Last night's last night trivia question. Youngest MLB player to get 150 home runs, 150 solo bases. Mike Trout. Tonight's trivia question. What NBA team started the playoffs 8-0 and in two straight playoffs? What NBA team started the playoffs 8-0 in two straight playoffs? All right. Yankees on a roll. 23 runs in two games. Yank- Mets, after being 1-8, losing 8 of them the last night, won today. Liberty, 6 in a row, 18-12, going strong to the playoffs. We are now three days and counting to Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. Conor says he's going to keep coming at him relentlessly. We shall see. Folks, I gotta go to bed. Actually, I'm gonna watch. I need to go to bed. Maybe I'll watch Alien. Maybe I'll go to bed. All right, have a good night. Peace out. Talk to you soon. And Robert Lee, I feel bad he can't call the game at UVA, but we have to. You have to. We have to be conscious of your of your safety because you know someone's gonna go crazy because Robert Lee is calling a game in Charlottesville. I know. I go. I go bananas over that shit. And John Jones, I hope you're. Uh, I don't know what the fuck you're doing, but. Dude, I hope there's some magic in that second sample or when they test it again, or sample B. If not, you are. <laughs>